When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. The Reds are into yet another final. Uh, ten finals, I think it is now under Jurgen Klopp, which is, which is mad, um, just crazy. Just what we doing it. Anfield South beckoned again. Um, match itself was an a bit of an odd one, I think. In the end, um, quite. I I think we should have had three or four. To be honest, um, I think we should have absolutely ran away with it. But all that matters is is with three and within the final. Yeah, it was one. It was going to be one of them games where they they were going to be up for it. It was the final. Seeing them with the little plastic flags and all that, and they were trying to gee the crowd up. But we went and did what we had to do. We took the sting out the game straight away. We we made them quiet. They had not. We had all the ball. Took control of the game. Um, and then we got a goal that completely shut them up. Mm. They grew into the game a little bit as as time went on. And you know, I don't think the stats. Uh, I feel like they've been made up. I've seen the lads after the match like completely shocked with just the amount of shots they apparently had. Mm. Um, I don't know whether the block shots have been classed as shots or whatever, but uh, it, it, for me, it was a one-way game. It was. A, don't get me wrong, when it's when it's one-one and y- your nerves are creeping in and they're, they're starting to apply the pressure, you're like shitting yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, just in case there's there's anything, but I, I felt we were comfortable. I felt it, I felt we. We nullified the game. We done what we had to do to reach a final, and I'm glad we did. We could have went out there and started to blow them away. And we've seen countless times that the DR was on the break, the dangerous. Yeah. So we protected ourselves in the way we played. I think Klopp said himself it wasn't like the most magnificent performance, but you go and play super entertaining footy, or do you get yourself in the final? Got ourselves in the final, didn't we? Like we do. <laughs> like we do. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about both goals first and. Foremost, because I think there's, you know, our goal itself, um, great work by Diaz. To I, I, I st- I'm still not sure how we actually won that ball. It looked like the defenders all day, um, but the way he's brought it down and then like cut inside, couple of deflections on it, and then how I'll never understand how the keeper hasn't saved that. Um, towards goal, I don't know how he's, I don't know how he's done it. Fantastic. And you know what? I like Bernd Leno as well. I think he's, a, I think he's actually a really good keeper, but like. What I, I, I just can't my I can't make that work. I don't understand how that's happened. I don't understand how that went in at all. Um but Destiny, it's just one of them, I think. For a keeper, it's all, it's about sight and like having whatever you want to call it, hand to eye movements and mm. stuff. Slightest deflection can throw you right off. But uh, <laughs> when it happens, because the because the commentators were up Fulham's ass from minute one to the very last minute and it pissed me off. Yeah. When he, he went, 
oh, is that chocolate deflection? I'm like, no, it fucking hasn't. You dickhead, it hasn't. It's a clean goal. And then I seen it ricocheting, ricocheting. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, it hasn't took a deflection, it's took multiple. Um, but, yeah, do you know what? As you say, he's um, done well to win the ball. I love the burst of pace that he's got. Go Goes past, t- changes direction and, and gets the shot off. And it's a, it's a terrible goal to concede for Fulham. <laughs> Silver's <Yeah>. face. <laughs> when I'm like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but uh, yeah, good goal. It's a it's a it's a good goal. It's a fluky goal, but it's all about the work beforehand. And, yeah, it deserved the know. goal for the work, like before it. Um, yeah. how it goes in is irrelevant. It just it deserved to be a goal because of how well he done. Um, their goal. It is. It was lucky in the sense of how it's gone in. I don't think Kelleher would have done anything about it. Um. Bradley, I just think I don't even think he's really done anything wrong. I think he was just a, he was too naive. Um, it you knew exactly as soon as Bradley commits himself, you knew um, what's his name Wilson. You knew he was just going to cut inside, and he's he's done it. He's just sold him. Um, the, he had a, he had a great game otherwise, to be fair. But yeah, I, I don't think he's he's just anticipated something and the and Wilson's ready and gone past him. It's just one of them. Do you know what, lad? Like, defenders are allowed to get skinned by good players and still be brilliant defenders. It, mm. it happens. Like, otherwise, if there was just loads of good defenders, there'd be no goals in footy. Because <laughs> going, oh, yeah, he's a good defender. No one goes past him. It, it, it's there. You've got it. You've got it. It's not about bad defending. It's about gauging the situation at mm. the time. He's committed a bit too early. He, he's basically he's dictated the play to Wilson, and Wilson's made a decision based on his movements. Ghost up past them again. I think if you put Trent there or it's the opposite side, and you put Robo there. I think they do pretty similar. Yeah, I think they, they commit, they go for the ball too early, and he goes past them. He done what I scream out for us to do just whack it as hard as you can across the box. There was no, there was no aim, it wasn't aiming for anyone, just hit it across the box. And if it hit someone, it's a goal. Just, yeah, because he, he did the lad didn't have to do anything, he just let it. It's important again. The commentators that allow you to believe he rainbow flitted over the keepers <laughs> and then back heels it in with his head. Fucking oh, what it. <laughs> that is stunning. What are you talking about? It's fucking it's him on the outside. The knee, you dickhead. What are you on about? Can we just take what? a minute to appreciate back heel it with his head? <laughs> <laughs> I met like, like one of them. One of them, one of them. <laughs> yeah, but uh... <laughs> Yeah, it, that annoyed me, but yeah, yeah I, know what you mean. I was a bit panicky. I, I did get a bit panicky. They started they started coming forward and, and floods, but again, I, I was still that, that one where they hit the post and it's broke to us, that would have been just that was awesome. madness. Like, if we'd have scored from that, like, that would have been unbelievable because it, it it literally was a setup off the post straight to our <laughs> midfield. Never seen anything cool. like that, you know, it was mad. No, um, it was so perfect. Just, I, I'd have loved it to have gone in. Obviously, uh, for us, just to have seen the meltdown from the commentators, the meltdown from opposition fans, like we'd sold our soul to the devil and he was in goal and he passed it to the <laughs> midfielder. It would have been all that nonsense. But at the end of the day, lads, we, we've done what we had to do to get to the final. Um, and I think we played well. I don't I don't think we were ever in much doubt. Obviously, naturally, mm. you do get nervous when you're not. Home and away with the with the results, and you're not you're not pissing it. But I think we were in control, eh? Yeah, yeah. No, we were definitely, and I think their goal. You know, as I say, it was it was a 
fluky in the, the way it's got them. I think if Quanta doesn't get a foot on it, they don't score. I think Quanta getting a foot on it has made it just that bit easier in a way for you know for Diop to get on the end of it because he's all he's had to do is is let it hit him essentially, and it's gone in. I say it's it's gone past Kelleher in a flash. Um, surprisingly, didn't see anyone blaming Kelleher for the goal, which is what normally happens. Doesn't matter how you can see it; it's somehow the keeper's fault. Um, yeah. So. Quite surprised there. Thor Kelleher had a good game. Um, first time I've seen him a little bit nervous with his feet once or twice, which is uh, very rare for him. But yeah, he had a good game. And um, I think Klopp's pretty much already confirmed he's going to be starting the final, which he deserves. He's got it like like 2012. He's got us here. He deserves to play the final. Yeah, it's the, the shame, lad. 2012, did you say? I might have done him in 2022. Oh, hell. <laughs> Back here with your head, 2012. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does, lad. You've got to play that. Like, even that team he fielded yesterday was a strong team. Mm. Like Chelsea are going to, I think Chelsea aren't going to have a lot more to play for this season, I don't think. Um, that'll be obviously their cup final where they, they might go gung ho and go for it. But I'd like to see us do it as well. I, once you're in that final, you've got to, you've got to take it serious. You've, as much as, you know, when other teams are winning it, it's a shit cup when we're in the final. It's a great cup. It's a cup yeah. of cup and. You can't knock it. I, I want to win it. I want it to be on the bus with a load of others come May. Yeah. And that's that's how I want the season to go. But it starts in February. We said all along, I think we've said since before Christmas, if we can proceed and, and get to a cup final in February, that's your momentum builder for the rest of the season. So go play play the lads you deserve to be there. Again, like I, I call them kids, but you like your quantas now. Connor Bradley, Kelleher, the, the senior players, they can be they can be trusted. So you've got you've got to play the lads who they will play. It'd be absolutely it's like when people give the ticket away all gate all season and then you get to a final and they're like, Oh, it's my ticket, I'm going mm. now. You think you're a fucking scumbag. I think it's the same situation where you've let lads get us to the final. You've got to play them, you've got to put your trust in it. You know, Fulham. I, th- I actually think Fulham would be a harder game than Chelsea. I think Fulham were, mm. are actually a better football team than them at the minute. There's, there's still a month to go till the final. But, and I'm not being cocky, I just think I think Fulham are a better set-up and adapt better to situations than Chelsea at the minute. So, to get past them, I think it's a, a good feat in itself, like. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's, it's good as well that, you know, the final happens before we even start back in the Europa League. Uh, um, I think it's been said a few times, you know, we don't play Europa League again until till March. We can get a cup out the way and then focus on another one. It's not like we've got, it's one less thing to divide our attention with once the Europa League resumes. You know, it's 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 nice the way it's all fallen into place in that respect as well. Yeah. So we've got, we've got to win the cup. We've got to go and win it. Um, I, don't, I don't know how much it would knock us if we didn't win it. I think Chelsea beating us in a cup finals sold the story for us as fans. And for the club, but yeah, we've got to go there, try and win it. Momentum builder for the rest of the season. Hopefully, there's not like fucking a mad run of fixtures leading up to it, and we can have like a week off before it and go in, play the cup final, and away we go, lad. Just, mm. You know, we've got fixtures coming, take them fast. Um, we just got to make sure we, we carry on in the moment when at, at the minute, continue to win games, and then go into February looking sharp as fuck all smiling still in a situation we're in now and it'll be 
or Rosie, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. I mean, you know, we're going to start getting players back now as well. You know, we had Robertson on the bench last night. Um, so obviously, I shouldn't be too far away. You've got Salah's obviously injured for three weeks to a month. We're not quite sure how long. He'll be but, all right. You know, by the time the final comes around, we should have him back anyway, at least. Um, you've got Endo to come back in. As I read today that Klopp said um, Bacetic and Thiago are back sooner rather than later. Um, uh, I'm, not so asked. I'm asked about Bacetic. <laughs> bring, bring them in in wheelchairs, the pair of them. Um, he's just growing, lad. He's a, he's fucking. He's going to be about six, seven when he comes back. No, do, do you know what he is, though, isn't he? he is, that's what meant to be his injury is, isn't it? Mm, it was the same he's with Kate Gordon. Yeah, he's struggling with the growing, but... Again, we can't rush them in. We're not. He's not a necessity at the minute. Pachetic, he, he doesn't make that team. He doesn't get in the, the squad for me at the minute. He's still a young lad learning. So let him let him play his, his game like with lads his age for now. I, I'd take it. I'd, I'd actually take him off the fold for a little bit and just let him play with the under the under eighteen, the under twenty ones, and let him grow instead of putting him in with fucking big solid men. You know what mm. I mean? Give him a chance to grow and. And excel a little bit. Um, Thiago, again, he's as pointless as Naby Keita. Absolutely not worth the fucking carry. But when he plays, he's absolutely world class, unlike Naby Keita. So just pray to God that man can stay fit. I wish he could play in casts and just put him in a fucking body cast and just see how he got on. Because it's you know what, lad. I think we're in a good position now when when we have got everyone back. Where. Oh, Thiago is the type of player we can use for the last half an hour of games. He doesn't have to be playing 90 minutes. He doesn't have to be starting games. But, you know, when you've got, you know, bring Nunes on with Thiago, you've got fucking Nunes's pace, Thiago's pinpoint passes. Like, it, it, that that unlock a lot of defences with half an hour to go. You know what I mean? That cause a lot of problems. I think you can use him in, in ways that's going to protect him and us being able to get the best out of him as well. Yeah, that's what we need to do, lads. We need to manage him better. It took us a while to learn it with Matter. Mm. Matter, we were just throwing him into every game, and then we realised he wasn't very, very fucking strong in the legs. He always picking up niggles and stuff. And then they started like we put him in for three games, then we take him out for two, and it worked. Well, it worked up until his fucking severe injury, but that can happen to anyone. That's it. But, that you can't blame that on like his management no, or anything like that. That's just an unfortunate one. Just a fucking. I, I don't think any of it's mismanagement. I just think. Through desperation, you play your best players, don't you? Yeah. There's one. Thiago is absolutely phenomenal, so it'd be great to see him back pulling a shirt on. But it's a, it's all for me. It's just a case of how long. Just That's it. He's, he's, uh, you know, we've done it on here a few times, and we've described them being made out of various different items, haven't we? I think today's one will be wet Weetabix. Um just wet ones, yeah. Much more structurally, you know, incapable. Um, now he's just. He's one. He's a luxury player, but like, how, how how much longer can you put up with something like that? Is he gonna, you know, his deals up in the summer? I can't see him getting another one. Um, I think his deals up in the summer anyway. It just depends. Like, if he comes in, and this is what I've said, if he, I don't know what his contract is, and I'm frankly, I'm not asked. I'm not paying it. So if if it's not going to cost us a sign a player who can be in the squad more often than not, but I said that about Keita, so. I'm not going to be two faced because Thiago's world class. Like you can't, you can't afford in any business to pay someone who's who's not in work. Mm. <laughs> and essentially, what's happening? He's he's never in work. Yeah. So, but if he comes to work 
and he fucking plasters ten houses to your plaster as one. You fucking keep him, don't you? That's it. So, uh, um, well, class, you, you've got to stick by him. He's not choosing to be injured, but it's, it's frustrating when you know how good he is. But as you just said, then lad, if you can bring him on for twenty minutes, thirty minutes in a game, you're struggling. He is an option where, like, like you, you would say with like a, a David Silver, Yossi Benayou, who can unlock a defence with a, a pass out of the ordinary, mm. creates magic, and all of a sudden you want him on with the keeper, something you mightn't have done all game. And Thiago's got that ability to, to make that happen. So just fingers crossed he gets back soon. The, the squad is looking good. Again, that you young lads are looking good. They're looking content. They're, look, they're looking like senior players. Yeah. And again, they're going to make mistakes. The likes of Bradley getting rinsed there, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. He, he's still learning. But I think... Even like, that happens to another fullback. You don't really say nothing because the because the senior because he's a kid he'd be getting looked at. But yeah, to say gets most of exactly the same in that situation. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Oh, Gomez, if he's playing right back. Yeah, another great performance from him as well last night. Um, before we sort of look ahead to the to the weekend and and the next next couple of games because, like you said, they're coming thick and fast. Um, just wanted to talk about two players in particular. One we've spoke about quite a bit on here. One. Not so much. So, first one, Ryan Gravenberg. Um, there's been, I don't know. He seems to be the one that people are picking out now as the the one who can't do anything right, and you know all the the ones on Twitter and stuff like that. He he seems to be the new sort of scapegoat because all the other ones keep coming good. Um, but it's he's he's a he's he's polarizing. Let's say I think. Last night, someone asked, you know, what did you make of him in the first half? And I just said, like, he was fine. He wasn't spectacular. He wasn't awful. And then I said, he's he's reminding me a bit of what we used to say about Curtis Jones. Wants a bit too much time on the ball. Always looks a little sort of off the pace. <clears throat> but then you look at what we've, you look at what our Jones has, has come about now. He's, you know, he's one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, He's a, he's absolute, you know, guaranteed starter more or less at the minute um, you've got to give these players that time but yeah I, I think he's I think he's at that stage at the minute where he's just got to he's just got to speed, speed it up a little bit um, have his head on a swivel a little bit and just just be a bit more aware of his surroundings little, little things it's not I don't think there's anything you know significantly sort of wrong with his game I think it, it is little little tweaks that he needs to make here and there which will take him to the next level that, that's the thing with with the fan base is that like the little tweaks some players need to make are blown way out of proportion. Whereas Sabasly walks on water already for some, but before he got injured, was probably our worst midfielder out of all of them mm. for about four weeks. Yeah. So, but again, that that goes under the radar because he's a fan favorite instantly. Yeah. Um. Now I I agree with you. I don't think he doesn't do he doesn't do a lot to impact the game. But he doesn't do anything to hinder us either. He's just mm. he, he appears to be there. He is a bit slow on the ball. I've said before, I think if you put him on a game, you're winning two or three nil and you, you're flooding forward, he looks dynamite. Mm. He wants to be on the ball. He, he's a bit faster. He's dribbling in and out of players. He's making stuff happen. But when you bring him on in a game, that's a bit a bit physical with a bit of pressure on it. I think he panics a little bit, he struggles and I think a bit like Nunes, when he's got a bit too much time, he sometimes makes the wrong decisions. Whereas if you give him the ball and he's forced into a decision, 
he makes a better one. Yeah. So I've got no issues with him, lad. He's still a young lad. People again forget that he's come to a foreign country. Fucking got got to learn our ways of life, hmm. our way of football. Yeah. He's, he's gone from like a slow league where the football's not that intense. There's always a runaway leader in the league. Not much competition going on. No disrespect, but that's the way it is. There's, there's always a top two, and then the rest just battle it out for, for whatever. But you've got to give him a chance. He's 21, hmm. 22. And you know, don't forget, you know, he's come in late as well. He's had no pre-season. He's just had to... He's been bought at the end of the window and been thrown into the deep end, as it were. You know, it's like he's had no t- real time to settle. And then he's had the whole issue with his national team because he said, I want to stay and settle a bit because I've only just joined. Like, you know, for the Netherlands are always loyal with, with their players. You know, you look at it like Ryan Babbel, even at 35, is still getting in the Dutch team It's like when he's playing in like the fucking middle of Turkey somewhere. That's why um, they win the hall. <laughs> it is, but it's also like if they believe in a player, they'll still keep picking him and he's been one of them. He hasn't really playing for Bayern, but he's still been getting picked for his national team now. So, you know, that's that whole issue with them at the start of the season where they've sort of made a bit of an example out of him has probably threw him off a little bit as well. Yeah, it's probably gutted him, lad, because he's, he's he's not asking, to, can, I, can he have loads of time off the national team? He didn't want to go on that visit so he could settle in. So, you know, I think it's a bit out of order, to be honest. Mm. Whether, whether he's been, you know, yeah, you need to actually come in and he's gone now nah, fucking spirit. But you don't know what's going on. He's obviously asked for time. And again, it's like in any job. If you've got something planned or you're moving out and you ask your boss for the time off and they say no, you just fucking take it off anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> it is what it is. The, the human beings, he needs a time off. He had the time off. So mm. fucking, you, you don't need him before he needs them. Yeah. No, it's... Again, I just don't think there's, there's any issues with him. I think he's... These players, you look at Robbo. Robbo was like six months before he started bedding into the team. Oxlade was the same. They didn't even make the starting eleven. We were like, why the fuck have we bought these players? And then all mm. of a sudden, they bed in and they just they just click. And that's what we're waiting for. Yeah, he showed signs of it. So there's definitely we've discussed them before. There's a fantastic player in there. Um, I just think we need to be wise in what situations we throw him in at, at this moment in time. I think. He's he's still growing. He's fucking twenty one. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Trying to learn that a, a new system that all the players are trying to learn. Like he's not coming in with a, a ready made team. He's coming into a, a Liverpool two point if you want. Yeah, coming into a brand new team where fucking all the, they're all learning off each other. The only you haven't got a, a midfielder alongside him who really knows how we play. Barring Jones, who's 22, 23. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's mad, isn't you it? You know, better understand that. People don't don't look at the, the big picture. They just say, oh, he's had a few bad games. I don't think he's had a bad game. I think he had one bad game and I called him on it and said mm. he was absolutely fucking woeful. He needed to come off the pitch for his own sake, basically. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think he's been that bad at all. For no, the shit no. I don't. I think he's been fine. Um, the other one, so I, I was going to talk about Darwin Nunes, but then I thought to myself, the only real thing to talk about with Darwin Nunes is that shot that somehow just was going in all the way and then at the last second fucking bent the wrong side of the post. Mm, that was, um, bizarre. That it was as far as I'm concerned. It was, yeah, it was, was brilliant, it. but that's just, yeah, who, who does, only he could do that. 
It was like your game of FIFA the other day, lad. It was like a glitch. <laughs> oh, like someone just went, one. nah, not today. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? But anyway, so the one I want to talk about then, another man in midfield, Alexis McAllister. We spoke about him before, you know, not necessarily being a number six. Um, I think the last two games in particular, um, he's been phenomenal in that number six role. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. I think he's been brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I do. He's been, he's been like awesome, like Alonso esque. When you're watching him, you just can't wait to see him on the ball. And again, I, I've called him, I haven't called him, but I said, like, I don't think he suits the six role. He's not strong enough. He's not physical enough. He's proved me wrong the last few weeks. Hmm. Um, I think Klopp basically said anyone who said he's not a six is a dickhead. So <laughs> Klopp knows more than me. <laughs> um, yeah, he just, he, he looks, again, it's time, isn't it? It's having hmm. that time to to bed in and, and learn that role when you don't really play that. But he, he's doing it brilliantly now and he, he's picking passes from all over the park. He's, he's getting forward as well. Um, and we've he's, like, he's more of a forward. yeah. Sorry to just jump in. I mean, he seems more of a box to box midfielder at the minute, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, but he's he's like it, it's mad. It's like a switch goes when we haven't got the ball. He's hundred percent defensive. He, mm. He's flying in with tackles. He's winning the ball. He's physical. A few times in the last two games, he's bullied players off the ball and retrieved the ball fairly. No free kicks. You know, one of the biggest things he shows is no foul. Because it was sick of like giving stupid fouls up the end, the edge of our box, and that a lot of that's gone out of our game at the minute. He's he's winning the ball. Um, when he first started, he was a destined yellow card every every game. You knew he was going to tip someone up. Well, I think he, he's just getting better and better at that part of his game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think you mentioned like mentioning bullying players off the wall. There was one in particular where last night he, he's lost it and won it back immediately, and then crossed it in. It's like. It was just it reminded me of Darwin Nunes against Sheffield United a few weeks back where he's he's fucked up, won the ball back and then set the goal up for um for Sobersley. But yeah, he's just he's he's proven people wrong. I think you weren't the only one that said he, he he's not a number six. I think I, I you know, I probably said it as well. There's a number of people who've said it, but yeah, he's he's doing the job very well and credit to him. I didn't think we'd be saying this sentence at the start of the season, but we're not missing end up. Um at the minute, we're really not. And, you know, with how well Endo was playing, we were raving about him every episode before he went away. I've got a tattoo of Endo. <laughs> <laughs> you need the Endo shirt out, lad. Um, I know, I'm going to, I'm working on one. I think everyone's gone down the same route, haven't they? So it's a different but, I know. Um, we'll, we'll come on to T-shirts later. Um, well, I, yeah, as we agreed, yeah. I said Endo starts ahead of McAllister every day of the week in the sense of you know what you can have two good players there you can go from none to two I don't think McAllister was brought into play as a six I think he is covering as a six mm. I think we still will go and get another six but if you again like Jürgen Klopp one of the best things he's created in this football club is the versatility of players you've got lads like Joe Gomez there you can play fucking anywhere the midfielders can play left right and centre the forward line can switch it around You've got, you know, it's 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 interesting how he's he's managed players to be that versatile. Who, yeah, you share it on a peg there. You're not playing in your position, but you want it. Yeah, fucking gives it. I'll go and play left wing. Yeah, <laughs> you just, it's fantastic how how they do it. Um, and McAllister's learning it. 
and he's he's just looking better and better each week. But it's I said about Alonso as well. I wasn't the best tackler, wasn't great defensively, but the cover he gave the the defense, they were sort of like they felt assured when he was there. They knew they had a they didn't have to panic. They had to pass out every single time. And he's doing the same. Now he's getting it. He's spinning. And he can play a 60-yard ball to feet. Or he can run into midfield. He can go past the player. He, he's got a bit of everything in him. And I think he's sort of took on the Sabah slide ball. Mm. Since he hasn't been there, he's come in and he's, he's looking like the box-to-box midfielder now. So we've got options, lad. As you said before, like we've got players coming back. The options are brilliant. I just can't wait to see our bench when everyone's back. Because I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what the first it's 11 crazy, is going to be. Like, fucking hell, we're going to have to play no forwards and just a, a team of midfielders. <laughs> but no, it, it's great, lad. And again, you, you've got people like, oh, you shouldn't, he shouldn't be in the squad. Jones shouldn't be there. This should, he only there because he scouts all this shit. Still going on. You need a good squad. Hmm. You can't just have a boss 11 and then be fucking moaning about, about the bench. We need we need the strongest team we can possibly put out and the quicker players come back the better it's going to be proper interest and it's great to see the young lads in and around the, the team now but you know it, it's going to be also just as good when they're phased out because the team's that strong yeah yeah no don't I mean I think you know obviously some of them deserve I, I think they'll still be around the squad anyway when the you know when everyone's back, I think you won't have two keepers on the bench again. Put it that way. You know? oh, hopefully not, like, but um, you, we're not the only ones who've had to do that this season, are we? I think uh, I've seen loads of games where there's been more than one keeper on the bench for teams. Like it's been, it's been a mad season in terms of injuries. Um, but yeah, look, the squad's in a very good position still. Um, even when it looks like we, you know, we were going to be struggling in recent games because of who we've got missing. We've made it work, you know. You've got lads like Bradley coming in and and making it's mad. Like you, you can say about every position that we've had to have someone in as a bit of a makeshift or a replacement that we're not missing the one that replacing. You know, we said it about Simakas, who was in great form before he got injured, that we weren't missing Robbo. Now Gomez is there. You're like we're not missing Simakas or Robbo. <laughs> you know it's it's but it, that's what you want to be saying. You know what I mean? You want these lads to be doing well so that the team is still playing as well as we can. It just shows you how fickle footy is, though, because, like... Yeah, definitely. Like, if we were playing bad, we blamed the injuries. Like, that season when we nearly never qualified for Europe, it was because we had no centre-half, and we had to use Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. And we were... Every fucking week, we were moaning about the injuries. Oh, look at the injury list. Look at that injury list. Just, just as bad as it was, then. You've got yeah. fucking proper long-term injuries. You've got... You're missing your two best full-backs in the league at the minute. Um, one of the best centre-mids in the world has been non-existent for the fucking whole season. Um, you've got the best player in the world currently out injured and we're just getting on with it and we're all just getting on with it because we're winning <laughs> so if we weren't winning <laughs> they'd be like this is a fucking disgrace this. yeah I know but, yeah you've got to but we're just we're finding we're grinding results out we're finding ways to win I, I love I've said in the past my only ick with Jürgen Klopp was that he's got a plan A and it sticks to plan A and if it's not working you continue with plan A until the full time whistle and hope something changes now he's he's his man management in, in games something's not quite working he's changing it and I think I've seen videos of Pep Linders alongside him and there's meant to be one where he's he's telling him what, what we should be doing or who we should be ringing on and that 
and the reaction when we score or something goes right with Klopp and Linda. So I think you've got to give credit to all the, the management team, hmm. and not just Jürgen Klopp. Like, but the, the in-play management now is fucking absolutely spot on. You know, if it's not going well in the first half or something's we're getting like outdone on one side or whatever, you know, we can see it. You know, the second half changes are going to be made and we're going to come out a different team. So, I think I said to you on the last podcast, like, we just don't panic when we're not winning anymore. Mm. If you've got to fall down or we're not winning, you just think that man's going to change something and we're going to win. So, as long as that keeps happening and we're still in all the cups, we, we are, we've got to start believing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, you talk about like Klopp and, and Linders and like the rest of the team and that, you know, there's, there's a reason Klopp made sure that every single member of his backroom staff got a deal for the same amount of time as him because they are a team, you know, it's, he doesn't, I think you've seen it with Klopp, he doesn't see himself as being, he's not the sort of be all and end all, like he is, but you can tell he doesn't come across that way with the team, it's like he genuinely speaks to Pep about like what he thinks and how we should set up for certain games, that's why, you know, that's why you let him, uh, that's the press conferences is a, uh, Peps for the League Cup, you know what I mean? The League Cup might as well be sort of Pep's competition anyway. Um and that's just that's just the way he is, like he's just his team means everything to him, and you can tell that. And that's what makes it even better when you know Pep Pep Linders has had a load of shit to deal with from our fans because of the book. And yeah, at the time it looked like a fucking mad decision and it looked like he'd just give away all our secrets, and then now no one's batting an eyelid because you know. The book's been out a year and now we're flying. Like everyone's just, it's almost like I had nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Uh, well, yeah. even, I, I made the assumption that fucking managers were pinning it up in dressing rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look what Peplin does he got to say. Yeah. I, um, I haven't read the book to see if he does say anything in it. it what, what knocked me sick when I seen it was that the piece looked, looked like pieces of scrap paper from tactics meetings and that. They may just be for show. I'd imagine they are. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, everyone just jumped on his back as soon as that joke came out. But um, yeah, they are a team and they're a good team. And I think Jürgen Klopp said before, when Una told him he needs to sign a contract, he made sure that's what his team wants to do first. And he mm. asked all of them, are you with me? And on the basis that they all were, he, he was there. Yeah. But so I get the next contract out, Liverpool. Yeah. Get or however many contracts you need. I don't know how many members of staff there is there nowadays. Get a lot of contracts ready, get them drawn up, sign them up, get the dotted lines signed. Um, because these these men can't go anywhere. We we've got to keep them. I don't, I don't think it'd be an issue. I don't think it'd be an issue whatsoever. I just can't I fucking can't for the life of me seeing Jürgen Klopp walk away from this team. But I've just also there's something inside me thinking he he's building this for somebody else. And I don't know whether that could be Linda's. Mm. Like that's me panic that is he ready to walk away from this yeah lads of, of guys just I'll give you everything I know go on your own now but I can't see no fucking chance he's not ready for that lad he'd be sat in his telly like Father Jack or Father Ted just shouting drink and feck and just fuming <laughs> that, that, he's not involved on the touchline so we've no, got like, like got I, I said dude the yeah, you're right. We've we've got to get it signed. And I I said the other week, you know, when he when he eventually does leave, no matter how much we're expecting it or not, like you must you've seen that video go uh, from years ago when Shankly designed, and they're going around telling like getting the, the reactions. Yeah, it's, it's 
it's going to be like that, lad. It's going to be yeah, like that. If I, I, I honestly, if it was like that, it'd be like there was a death, and I'm not even the fucking shit I've been through, yeah. and I'm not even exaggerating. Like if if we got a phone, if I got a phone call, and I'm in work, and my dad goes, "Yeah, the clock's gone," I'll be like, "I've I've just never been sick." Like, I I go home. I just get off me from me. I'd be absolutely distraught. So it can't happen. And like, I don't think, I don't think that has happened because whatever happens from now to when he does leave, whether we got fucking relegated or we never won another cup, that man deserves the best send off we've we've ever given anyone hmm. at the football club, no matter what. So I want to see a Dortmund desk tear to him. Um, but I never want to see that. I never want no. to see it. I don't. Um, I just don't want to even talk about it, but that's what he deserves. I just, like, I can't imagine. Players come and go, managers come and go, even when, like when King Kenny came in and we had the pleasure of seeing him take us to Wembley and win a, win a League Cup. And then he goes and you, you gutted, but, you know, oh, there'll be someone else. I can't. There's no one else after the club. It fucking destroys me brain. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever loved a human being more in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's mad, isn't it, lad? But let's hope that's a, a very, very, very long time away. Um, let let's move on now because we have still got a little bit to go through. Um, just before I, I do start getting because we've got to talk about the Bournemouth game a little bit as well, and then obviously as I say, looking forward. But before all of that, slightly away from the game, but like still involved in it, I just wanted to know what your thoughts are with uh, Daniel Sturridge as a pundit. Brilliant. I think he's great. Yeah. Think like, I, I'm a big fan of him, lad. I think he's I just... Think, I think using words vibrant about footy and that is just fucking stupid. But I think the way he comes across, he doesn't back down from anything. He says his, he says his point in a, in a polite way whilst, like, disagreeing with people and that. Mm. Um, even yesterday, that Antonio, who hates us... Absolutely lad, I was fuming he was there. Oh, lad, he was brilliant. He was sad. <laughs> he, he was just—he was on our side. So I don't know whether the qualities made our bollocks because he was spot on. But nah, um, it's probably—it's just fucking bait, lad, isn't it? You know, say something bad about Liverpool and it gets reactions. He was shocked at how well Fulham apparently played on hmm. paper, on stats, and that. And Sturridge sort of said, "No, there was spells in the game where he did play well." Hmm. Uh, I think he comes across brilliant. I, I yeah, like I him. Do. I, do, I think he, he just speaks his mind in a in a different way. It's refreshing a little bit, but like, full of vibing. <laughs> no, he's he's one of them. He's like he he, he has got that sort of bit of Micah Richards about him, but he's not as like Micah Richards is loud and because most of his points are shit. Daniel Sturridge just got that sort of demeanor about him where he's a, he's a bit of a joker, wants to have a bit of a laugh, but he's not loud about it because what he says people listen, and yeah. he he's. He's very like, you know, he's very articulate the way he makes his points and things like that. Like you said, he's he's always polite. Like when he had the disagreement with Roy Keane, and absolutely wiped the floor with him without raising his voice or anything. Like yeah. these pundits can't. A lot of the pundits can't do that. Well, I can't do. Not I don't think many people can. No, someone, I can't. To be fair, someone like. telling you you're wrong in a polite manner is possibly the worst thing that can ever happen to anyone. Yeah, definitely. But um, no, I think I think he's good. I think it's refreshing. Um. And like no disrespect, but there's, there's there's too many pundits on there are on there because of colour, because of the sex who aren't qualified to be pundits. They just they're just there to 
for the equality purposes. And it's refreshing to see actually people who are, are being good in the game and are talented and are good and refreshing getting getting the job based on the talent and the, the skills and the assets and what they bring to the, the programme. So you could you could have sat there and listened to the three the four of them yesterday. All night. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was good. He made good points. He had disagreements, but again, politely. And I thought mm. it was good entertainment. Mm. Now, you know what? I mean, the thing with pundits and it, it's all fucking the talk at the minute because of that dickhead who I'm not going to name. Um, but I mean, lad, I think I could name yet, you know, Danny Murphy's shit, Jamie Redknapp's shit, Jermaine Genius's shit. Like, it, it, I'm not bothered what you look like. Where, you fucking fancy or nothing like that like that's what people are getting caught up with well no that's what it is that's what you know people like that dickhead are saying like are oh, you only there because you're gay or because you're you because of your skin color and stuff like that like I, I couldn't care less about any of that if you shit i'll call you shit like robbie savage is hands down the worst pundit on the planet um and but it's got nothing to do with the way he looks or the color of his hair or the color of his skin or nothing like no, that. it's what, just because he's what, shit obviously what that that plan pot's taking it well too far. He's a fucking gobshite. But there is people getting jobs because of the sex and because of the the gender and the colour of the skin and that just to make up numbers to keep people happy, which I disagree with. I think like even like if, if you look at the I know this is such a subject, you look at the um I think it was the the Arsenal Gales had to say they'd include black players because they had not. Like they've, they've picked a load of brilliant footballers. They just so happen to be white. You can't just put black players in to keep people happy if they're not of the standards of the girls that are in the team, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, obviously, it's it's bizarre. People are getting offended for things that you can't really be offended over. You know, if they point blank come out and said, oh, we're not having black players in our team, then absolutely, categorically flip your lid and, and abolish it. But when you're just picking a team because they're, they're the best, best 11 girls, it's a bit baffling. I think the pundits, as you say, there's absolutely loads. It was shit, male and female. Abolish them all. <laughs> Get rid of all the shit ones mm. and replace them with good ones. Yeah, and I think that the problem with it is, is you know, people will say, "Oh, this this person's only got the job because of the the color or the sexuality and things like that." But then, how many pundits are only getting jobs because of because they were you know played at a? You shouldn't just be getting a job pundit as because you played a good level. When if what you're saying is actually a pile of shit, like Martin, exactly. Martin yeah. Keown was, a, you know, an invincible. He sounds posh. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. If you actually listen to him, he hasn't got a fucking clue. Danny Paul Murphy Mason. again. Paul Mason, Danny Murphy, Michael Paul Mason, Steve McManaman. Fucking hell, there's loads. Of, most of them are Liverpool players. But yeah, yeah. if you shite at your job, fucking have the balls to fuck them off. The end of the day. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, the ones last night, I didn't really pay attention to what Antonio was saying, if I'm being honest, just because, mainly just because I thought to myself, you look like a tit wearing an hat indoors. A woolly hat. You look stoned. It's not even covering your ears. Why have you got a woolly hat on? Get it off. Um, don't get me wrong. I don't mind guests. Like, if you're going to have these the, these people coming on, like the girls who are coming on, and I've got no clue about the, the footy they're talking about, yeah, bring them on as a guest once, and then go, fucking weren't that good as mm. a guest. Don't bring them on again. Same with the fellas. Yeah, Martin Keown, bring them on as a fucking guest once and then mm. fuck them off, bin them. But that's your, but, I mean, that's the only way you can find out if they're any good at it, isn't it? You've got to bring them on as a sort of trial, have a have a guest spot, like you say, and then if it works out, bring them on again. If it doesn't, like a, swerve them. 
Alex Scott, fantastic, brilliant. Thierry mm. Henry, brilliant. Micha Richards, brilliant. I thought Sturridge, brilliant. Then you go over to Sooness, I'd have him all day. Roy Keane, I'd have him all day. Even though he's a knob, he's he's edgy. So yeah. he, he makes good entertainment. Neville and Carragher, funny. So there's, there's all that, that, that mix of equality is there. And it's a good team of people who are good at the job who make the show interesting. So mm. just keep it that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think the best team out there is the one when they do the Champions League for CBS, to be honest. Like they've just got a like that, you know, Kate Abdo, Thierry Henry, Micha Richards and Jamie Carragher. Yeah, but like, they didn't want they've just, you can tell they've just got like a freedom that they haven't got when they're on like the likes of Sky and stuff like that. They can just be they can have a laugh and a joke and just be more what, themselves. That's what's brilliant about that is they don't seem to be they're not pushing in people's face what gender they are, what colour they are. They're just four fucking humans having a laugh watching the fuzzy. And it's the best that is well the best show. Yeah. Of course, isn't it? No, it's quality. But fucking hell. We've anyway. Got it. <laughs> We've gone edgy. No, but no, I, I I agree. You need to just fuck pump the top every shit, regardless of what they are. Yeah. That pot, pot doesn't um, deserve the airtime, but he's had a breakdown, and he of some sort. Oh yeah, midlife crisis breakdown. There's racist roots just coming out. Um, you know, all, all of them mixed into one a bit. Um, but yeah, look, we didn't mean really want to go off on that tangent, but it just kind of happened. That's the way we do things here. Nothing to be concerned about. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Bournemouth. Um, it's not really much you can say, is there? I mean, just it was fantastic. First half was absolutely, possibly the worst half of football I've ever watched in my life. Second half was unbelievable. Um, like you said, you know, game management from Klopp lately, as it was especially mainly this season, I suppose, has been fantastic. And I think that was one of the best showings of that. You know, I'd say first half was shocking. And then second half, we've made a few tweaks. And within, what, two minutes, three minutes of the restart, we're, we're a goal up already. It's like, it was just exactly what you want to see. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the rest of the talk of our season is one half is absolutely shit. And then we make we make changes. The first half, like just chronic. If we're not conceding first, we just shake the first half. We don't get going. But I think Klopp said he, he played a system that he thought would work, and openly admitted it didn't fucking work, and he changed it at half time. So yeah, about three four minutes into the second half, there's nothing to talk about the first half really. Wasn't no, it? no. Before, um, and then the second half, there you have it. Yeah, no, it was it was very good, and you know. Um, Nunes again. You get to mention every episode, obviously, but Nunes um, took his goals very well. The type of composure we've seen from him, really, but we it's in there, so we know we can do it. And the, the finishes were great. Jota just Jota, like does he's just he said it after the game. I think like who was it? I can't remember who it was, but you know, he, I think and think you might have said that he's the closest thing we've had in terms of a finisher, natural finisher to Robbie Fowler. Carragher was, was compared him to Fowler. Was it Carragher, was it? Best, best striker Liverpool have had in the Premier League in finishing terms since Robbie mm. Fowler. And I agree. I've said it. I've You've said, said it a number of times. A few years, lad. Um, in all aspects of his game, he can do... He can, Robbie Fowler, you disrespect him by saying he was like a box striker I had myself, but he wasn't. He could score 30 yards. He could take people on. From find the corner of the net, he could win the ball, he could dink a keeper, he could edit it. He was skillful. He's got everything. 
absolutely everything you want in your striker, but the biggest aspect of his game is if you put the ball in the box, Josh is going to be there. Mm. And he's, he's the best at it, I think. He's, he's, you're gonna, you'll be comparing Nunes to Haaland, but Josh is up there with like Haaland in terms of his positioning and right place, right time and that. Um, yeah, brilliant again, lad. He's, we don't realise how much we missed him. He's, he's his one name that we were crying out for when he was injured. Yeah. And he come in, I think Nunes is playing better for playing with him as well. Hmm. I think, you know, I think the front three at the minute, you're seeing, seeing them rotate, seeing them cause chaos and the slight little tweak what, what Klopp made at half time that, that game, it, it, it kicked them all into gear. They were all, all ready for it. Yeah. Bob. Yeah, it was, it was one of our best performances of the season in that second half. Um, and, you know, this is a Bournemouth team who were in very good form. I think they'd lost the last, I think they'd lost one or two before us, but, you know, before that, I think they'd won seven out of eight. Um, they, they were playing great football, you know, Solanke was player of the month for December. So it's not like we were going to a Bournemouth team, we were struggling, we were like fighting for the lives. It's like we've gone to a Bournemouth team, we were playing good football with a good manager. Um, and you know, made them look a bit silly, and it, it was a great response, I think, as well. You know, you've got Arsenal put five past Palace the day before. We needed to, I think, we've kind of gone out there and made a bit of a statement. They've gone right, yeah, Sand. We'll we'll play a better team than what Palace are, and we'll get a more impressive result because it's away from home. Um, and to be honest, lads, I think everyone in the, in the country, everyone in the league, everyone in Seston football was waiting for that to be a banana skin. I think the hmm. That did after the match themselves, saying like essentially it could have been. I think Carragher, Carragher actually said, You don't realize how much of a big win this will be in our title charge if we do come away with three points. No matter mm. how we won it, it was it was going to be a, a tough game. And well, we lost it last season, didn't we? Don't forget, so yeah. you know, and so this is when they were playing bad. <laughs> we, we, we give them 45 minutes to get in the game, and they didn't take the opportunity. So mm. it was like, it's, it's well, like, well, like a bit. Like a cat with food, just fucking toying with it, just playing that with it before we kill it. Just yeah, go on, have a little go, have a little go. Trying to get away? Ah, uh, no, dead. And that's what we interesting <laughs> what we, analogy, what like, what yeah, I think you need the visual to see the cat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we just seem to toy with our with our opponents for a bit. Uh, not not on purpose. I don't by any means think Klopp saying go ahead, go and have a fuck about for half half an hour, forty minutes, and then. We'll sort it out in the second half. But we do, we just seem to have a different mindset when it gets to the second half. We yeah. tweak things and we, we get into second and third gear. And I've said on, I think, every podcast, we yet to play to our full potential. We yet mm. to peak. And there has been spells there where City have looked their brilliant selves. Arsenal have looked at brilliant selves. We've had like 10 minutes in, in, in games where we've looked like the Liverpool of old, but we yet to do it. And I've said before, fucking hell, God help everyone when it when it happens, because it's gonna happen soon. Mm. Um, yeah. and we're still like fours past teams. So Great when we lad, it's gonna be fucking mental. Yeah, definitely. Um right, so I'm gonna before I start this next little talking point, I am gonna say let's try not and go off on a tangent here, let's try not and fume too much, because it is that wonderful topic that we love to talk about so much, referees and VAR. Um so Obviously, the two contentious decisions there. Um, we spoke about this a little bit before we've we've started recording here, but obviously you've got the tackle in the first half 
where I think it was Clive Earth has gone over the ball and has caught, I can't remember exactly who it was, I'll be honest, but he's caught our player fairly high up on the leg and nothing's being given. It wasn't a foul, it wasn't a yellow card. VR looked at it, decided it wasn't a red card, I believe. Um, I, I think that's how it went down anyway. But essentially, you know, our fans are saying, look at the Jones one against Tottenham, practically the same challenge. One's a red, one isn't. Um, as I say, we spoke about this a little bit before we've started recording and we both said, I, I so my, my point, my take on it is, I, I don't believe it was a red card. I don't believe Jones was a red card, but because Jones was given as a red card, I, f- I think it should have been given a red, given a red on that basis. I agree, and I don't. So it was in in football. How we want to see football played? It wasn't a red card. It wasn't a malicious tackle. No intent to hurt the player. He's gone for the ball, gone over the ball, caught the player, stood showing, but there's no other way you go in for the ball without injuring yourself. In, in your foot in another position. Jones was a red card because the fucking referees were shite and the rules were shite. Um, so that should have been a red card. But I'd rather it have not been a red card and it changed the laws of the game where VAR are and now not going to give them again. But the problem we've got is they will give it. It'll happen mm. next week when I get sent off. So the inconsistency, inconsistency is the problem. The, the law is... Not clear again because we don't know what the, the rule is. If it's not a red card that time, but it was against Jones, then it's flawed again. Yeah. But I'd rather, I'd rather them, I'd rather them come out and go right. Listen, we fucked up on the Jones one, which we know, um, and that tackle isn't actually deemed a red card because we watched it. We've seen him looking at the ball. We've seen it in real time. He's just gone over the ball millisecond too late. Caught the man. It's not a red card. So in future. This won't be a red card. Sound. If you do that and there's no other issues, then you're happy. It's changed the game for the better. And we've just been on the receiving end again where we've had to fucking get on the bandwagon where we try and cause change and it'll help. But we know it's not going to happen. So it's effectively another fucking decision against us. Mm. See, I'd agree with everything you've said there and I do agree with the majority of it. My issue is that can't be what they decided because if they've decided that that wasn't a red card, they wouldn't have upheld his red card. He we he wouldn't have missed three games suspension because of it. If they'd have, if they'd have revoked his red card and then not give that, then I go yeah, son, they've learned from the mistake. They haven't done it, but they haven't. They they upheld his red card. They said yeah, it was a red card. We've made the right decision. We've gone all right, yeah, son. Don't agree with you. Got to get on with it. Then they've not give it for that. So it's like I don't. I just. Like you said, I don't know what the I don't know what the rule is. It's it's actually going down the the road where it is actually just cheats, and it actually is looking that that way that anything that goes against we're, us. We're, we're not Everton fans, you know. <laughs> you are corrupt. I love that they've lit the, the the new stadium up with projectors that no one can see, only lad, the people recording it. It's a fucking building site. Lad. <laughs> 50, 50 grand for postcards and projectors. Um, I'd, I'd be asking for a refund, but I had Everton fans who were listening, by the way. Love you. <laughs> oh, do you know what, lad? Fucking, it's, it's mad they're using a quote off a dead man who he hated, saying you picked on the wrong club, picked on the wrong city, and that again. Fuck off. 
behave yourselves. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's not go you there. Haven't, you haven't just picked on Everton, by the way. You haven't just picked us out of a fucking hat and went, who are we going to put us? You're a cheat. You're a cheat. You've cheated. You've bent the rules and ended up worse. I don't know what who's running your club, but they're terrible at it. Worst, worst cheats of all time. Man City cheated and won everything. Chelsea cheated and won everything. Like Newcastle have cheated. Well, not even yet, but they'll be cheating and they're getting a better team and the fucking filling stadiums and they're looking at an half-decent footy team. They, they got to play in the Champions League at least. Everton have cheated and ended up in relegation battle after relegation battle and then got caught because of Putin. <laughs> And now they've got no money. It's fucking Everton are brilliant. They, no matter what happens in the world, Everton will top it. Everton will top it. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> like you were saying, it's um, what well, it's 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 cheat. <laughs> I believe were your words before you got on it. That Everton tangent. Well, I do. I, I actually, it is it is borderline and down the way of bias. Now I think we, we see referees' names and fourth officials' names, and we panic. You know. We know what's going to happen on that day. Simon Hipper last night. Or, or, yeah. Although, to be fair, with no VAR, I thought I, you didn't even really notice the death, which we said about the first leg as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think VAR is not a massive problem. I think there's too many people involved in VAR. Hmm. Like, there's rules. Like, even if you if you put a fucking plant pot in there, there's a booth. There's that line over that line. That's offside. If it's not, that's not offside. They're, they're getting everything wrong. You haven't got to be fucking clever. You haven't even really got to know footy, but you've got to understand the, the real game, real time, the way players think and that, to be able to do it. Absolutely spot on. And that's, it's got to head that way with neutral people. But again, it's just teams are getting affected and it doesn't even look like it's... I, I said to you a few weeks ago, it looks like they're just trying to see how far they can take you before they get punished, before, before it... The fucking storm it. Let's just see how many points we can cost individual teams because it's fucked. It's completely fucked. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's just yeah, it's in a bad place. Isn't it, it sounds crazy. Um, I feel like an Evertonian, like crying out saying that. Oh, there's someone in an office trying to take points off us, trying to cheat us, trying to cost us decisions, and but it does seem that way. Because you just hit the nail on the head. Then you can't. You can't keep up, uphold a red card and then a, f- a few weeks later not, not give one. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You, you've agreed the rules are the rules and then gone against your own rules. So it does basically just seem to me that what, whatever, if there's anything slightly leaning towards, we can get away with it. Fucking go with it and just see how far we can take it. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um. Obviously, just to stick on that matter very, very quickly, uh, there was the the penalty shout in the Bournemouth game as well. Jota, um, getting brought down, edge of the box on the line. It was it was it, hard to tell. I don't know if you know if VAR haven't got involved because they've judged it to not be in the box, which obviously you can't do. Which is which is fair enough if that is the case. I don't know, but for me, it looked like it was on the line, which means it's in the box. For me, it should have been a penalty. Penalty. If if it's not a penalty, it's outside the box. It's a foul. Referee not giving it. Referee's fault again. Simple as that. If they are not going to get involved because it's outside the box, but even if they're looking at it to see if it's outside the box or inside the box, like 
surely they're looking at it because they think it's a foul that should put doubt in the referee's mind instantly. So it should, should but kick, forget about it. But it should, but then at the same time, I think you it that for you know they've always said it's not there to read referee the game. It's there to pick up a clear and obvious error. So if they start be going like. You know, if they go, hang on a minute, we've got to look if this was a potential foul in the box. It's like, if the ref's like, I haven't given a foul anyway, then it's like, ah, but we might think it might be. But if it's outside the box, don't worry about it. It's like, it just, it, it's already difficult and convoluted enough without starting to throw like other little things in the mix like that, I think. No, I, I agree. But what I'm saying is, if that was in, if that was inside the box, they've got, they've got to look at it, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. So if if they're looking at it because they think it's inside the box, and in fact they realise it's outside the box, but it's still a foul, you should say to the referee, "It's outside the box, but it is a foul." You know, and mm. you could just yeah, that it wouldn't wouldn't change the aspect of the game to stop the game. They're looking at it anyway. Mm. But I I just honestly I just wish they just completely fucking get rid of it, the lot of it, the lot. Keep the goal. As we've said, as we've said, yeah. they're not going to do yeah, it. Yeah. They put too much money into it. Um. It's it's here to but stay. If you put money into something that's failing, lads, then the only thing you can do is go back to the way it used to be. I don't do that I, though. I, do I you really think the FA will admit that they failed? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, mean, I think the game. I think people are literally. I think people are losing interest. And yeah. even I've seen a video today, and I don't know whether it's real or it's an advertisement stunt or or not. But I've seen a video of a girl in a double bed at the Chelsea game. While the match is on. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. And I don't know whether it's real. I don't I know think it is. There's fucking players on the pitch. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen things like that from like as clubs around Europe and stuff like that. Didn't think I'd see yeah. anything like it in England. Like, but... but when that all starts happening and alongside like, the, the game is just dead, in it? Basically, it's nowhere, it's nowhere near like what we were brought up with. And then that was nowhere near like what my dad was brought up with. That was nowhere near like what my granddad was brought up mm. with. But there can't be much more change before it's not the game anymore. No, be like um, like fucking when you were in school and you used to play like a uh, tag rugby and that, like no contact whatsoever. You got the like, tag footy. If someone rips your tag off, you've lost the ball. Like just that's what we're gonna get down to soon, isn't it? Um, madness. But look, we're still boss at it, so I'm not really that asked. Um, <laughs> um, let's let's look at it before we finish. Then, um, obviously at the weekend FA Cup, Norwich at home, um. I know Norwich fans are really, really disappointed about that. Um, I've seen fans, I, I, I hope jokingly, but maybe not, saying I hope we get beat so we don't have to play Liverpool. <laughs> um, but we haven't got Suarez anymore. He's a, he's a safer. Um, Safe-ish. Ish, yeah. But now I think rotation's going to be key. Um, comes at a nice little, nice time for us, especially with Chelsea on the Wednesday. But I'm expecting to see Robertson in the team. Um I'd probably imagine Keller Hill will still start. Um but like, you know, some of these players who've haven't been playing as much, but I think, you know, might still come into it. You might have Bradley playing if, if Robertson's gonna be back, you know, you might be able to play Gomez right back and things like that. I, it's just I, there's so many tangents. Chance in hell of playing. Not a chance. If he's on the bench, lad, then he's he's ready. He's on the bench because he's fucking so peppling. He's going on the bench, lad. That's where he was. He, Peplin said he, he said I've got me sappy with me, so we have to put him on the bench, which is fair enough. I don't, I don't. If he falls on that and it goes again, not a, not a, Don't get me wrong, he's it's a it's a shoulder injury, so 
it's it's not like it's a fucking ligament, is it? In his mm-hmm. knee, going to be using. But no, I don't think anyone who's come back after a long term injury, fucking don't put in the squad. Keep them away. Keep Thiago away. Keep them all away. Put them in a little glass house together, playing chess for the game. Um, it's a shoulder injury, though. Like that movement, you know, from like he doesn't have to <laughs> watch that. He can be the VAR. Of the chess. <laughs> No, just but, do a little square though so he doesn't move his shoulder too much <laughs> I think I think you, you're probably right I think we'll rotate but we went quite strong the other day the, the team you probably suggest we field against Norwich a lot of them probably played against Fulham yeah you'd want Bonser. Um you need to see Gomez you'll probably see Kelleher. Um might be Canate instead of Van Zijk hmm um, Connor Bradley fucking got yeah. legs for days. Get him start. I can um, see someone like I can see someone like Bobby Clark starting. To be honest with him, coming on the last few games, looking good. Um, I can see someone like him starting. Curtis Jones didn't start yesterday, so I think he'll probably start. Curtis Jones. I'd keep him for Chelsea myself, like. But... You know what? I, I honestly think I think you'll go pretty strong. Wait, I think that's the thing with our team now is that there's not a name. It's not really a weak option. If the depth's good. The depth's yeah. good. We haven't got it. A nailed starting eleven, barring probably your spine. Yeah, <laughs> as we talk about in the past. Core of it. So I think when, I I pick the team sheet up and I'm like, fucking hell, strong that. Wasn't expecting that. So I'm hoping it's the same. Yeah. I think it's not. Um, Diaz Nunes, fucking Jota, Gakpo, all options, aren't they? Yeah. Um, where's Ben Zoklad? Injured. Is he injured? Until I think March or something. Fucking hell. I thought he just got rid of him. No, no, just... They watched too many murder series, lad. <laughs> somewhere. He's just fucking disappeared. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's like I say, it's a game where you can throw a few of the younger lads in, as I mentioned there, Bobby Clark. You know, I expect to see him in a bigger role. Um, You know, someone like Kate Gordon can maybe play a bigger role in that game. Um, Yeah, it's just, in, you know, these players... Players like Kate Gordon, who's been around the first team for a while, but had a had a long term injury, bringing him back slowly. This is the type of game where you can't afford to give him a, a, a bigger run out. Um, Bobby Clark's obviously made his way through the ranks really well. <laughs> He's although you know, I think we I think we are actually disrespecting Norwich a little bit because they're not shit. They're a fucking. They're, they're not, but it's still the type of game where I, it's, I think it's like, still it, it's a good game. I think one. we do it against Arsenal as well. Like I think we did do it against Arsenal. No, I don't think not to that point where you're playing proper fucking kids. You haven't hardly kicked the ball for us. I think you'll. I think it'll be a decent, decent side, or at the very least, you might see a few like not debutants, but a few, few of the fringe proper young players you've only played the odd once or twice with a proper strong bench. So we've got the, the firepower mm. if anything does go wrong. But again, we're in one final. We want to get our foot in on the way to another one. So. Got to do that by beating Norwich. So we've got to go with a, a mentality that the team we pick is is capable of beating Norwich. And I don't think it's going to be a, a piss easy game. You could probably go and play field the stronger side and fucking murder them the first half and then make the changes and bring the kids on. Hmm. Another option, but again, I'm not I'm not going through this season where we need to rest your body, get have a break. We need to just play what teams available and win games. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Norwich Sunday, Chelsea midweek, and then um Arsenal the weekend after. So 
huge week for us. Um, could be vital, vital in um in the title race. You know, especially it's just it's getting to the fun part of the season now, isn't it? It is, and we're still in with a shout. I said before Christmas, you know, if we're seven to nine points in the conversation of the title, then we're still in with a shout, no mm. matter what. We're leading the race at the minute. Um, by no means favourites, but always take that. Let everyone else get the credit while we just we just sit at the top. Fingers crossed we can stay there. Uh, it all boils down to the, the next three games and then the next three games after that and then the next three games after that. We just need to keep chipping away and winning games. I'm not asked how we play, how we pick the points up as long as we win. Um, that game against Chelsea, the first game, it's got to be better than that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're like a, a schizo team at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, big time. What Chelsea are going to turn up. But I don't, I don't think all that much about them. I don't think that they're that good an outfit. Arsenal will be the big one, I think. Yeah. Uh, but we've already proven we can beat them away, so... Um, Got to do it again. Yeah, but you, I get get a point away from home to the, the, the top the top four. The top four biggins. Get a point away from home and win your own games against them, and that should be enough to win a league title. But with Man City looming, like, they do just blow teams away. They, they this is where know. they come good, isn't it? You know what I mean? They've, they do it every season, it seems. They... Shift for the first half of the season, and then all of a sudden win fifteen on the bounce. Well, I don't think they accept. I don't think they have the mindset of win. You know, get a point away from home. I think they go to win, mm. and I think we need to do. That. We need to do that ourselves as well. I think it's obviously more the fans that are saying get a point away from home, and it's all right. But you know, if we, if we can pick from the next three games: Chelsea, Arsenal, Burnley, get seven points. Be nice. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so before we leave you, then um, I believe Jay, you you you've got a new top out. I have, lad. I have. Have you Do got I a pre- pre- Have you got a preview for us? I have. Oof. Oof. Look at that thing, Look at it. I like it. I love it. I hope to see loads of them on Wem- at Wembley. On Wembley as well. Put one on, on the stadium itself. On Wembley, on Wembley way. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I sold. Do you know what I brought? I hate preempting. I hate preempting the, how it's gonna go. But when Diaz scored yesterday, the iPad was straight out, and because I fucked up, I've been too busy and work, lad. And I was like, I have to bring something out. Uh, and you know what? It, it's mad. It's like you feel like you're letting people down if you don't know. It's at that point where I think people will be anticipating and expecting it. And mm-hmm. as daft as it sounds, because like I could post a video of someone from the last farting and then singing a song, and I can get like. I think that got 500,000 views and loads of interaction, loads of retweets. I can post a comment about the footy or a referee, get 500 comments, whatever. Post a shirt and it gets nothing. It gets like 30 likes and the odds of retweeting that. But yeah. the fucking sales come in, so I'm not really asked how it's doing <laughs> on social media. But uh, Social media is a bit of an illusion, lad, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's mad. It, it's the same with, with like, Doing this, you know, we we put posts up on social media, and you don't get a great ton of retweets and, and stuff like that. But then I look at how many people have watched it and and listened to it and all stuff like that. It's like, yeah, sound. I'm I'm made up with that. Love it. It's I get like an analytics on my website, and I'll get an email saying, um, 
good news, you had 300 more visitors yesterday than you did the day before. And I'm like, I haven't fucking not, because I only post on social media, so I haven't none of you like me shit like. But again, I don't I don't go on the JD website and then start messaging JD going, oh, I love your stuff. So um, it doesn't ask me. It's just I'm by no means Jay-Z, by the way. But, maybe, uh, maybe that's what we should start doing now, you know, even when you're shopping on big places. Like, you know, you go to the Aldi and then you get home. I'm going to send Aldi a fucking message there. <laughs> nice love, message. Me, love me shop today. It was boss. Nice one. A picture of me with me carrots going, ah, look at these bells <laughs> from Aldi. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, how's he was Yeah. No, but, um, yeah, so I brought, I got that made yesterday. Got that made before full time and I had it ready on the website and released ready to go ready for print it's also one of my pet hates I hate rushing it and I hate bringing out it out what it might look like on a concept t-shirt before I've seen it printed but I've rushed that through yesterday to get printed for today and I knew I wouldn't have sold a fucking hundred overnight so in the rare occasion that it doesn't come out I would want it I could just say to people, yeah, there's a refund. That's shite, I'm sorry. <laughs> but thankfully, it's come out brilliant. So, yeah, all being well, Wembley Way, and everyone across the city and across the pubs and wherever you are in the world gets on scousypublic.com and buys one of them. It's gonna, I'm going to put out in hoodies as well because the game's in February and people will be fucking dithering unless you're obviously watching from Australia or somewhere. So one of them with a Scouts Republic cap, it looks sick for Wembley. Or the pub, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I agree. Um, so yeah, look, we'll be back next week at some point. Um, whether it'll be in between the two games or like after the Chelsea game, I- I'm not too sure yet, but we will we will get to it. Um hopefully I'll be doing another little episode, um, which I'm not gonna say too much about yet because it's not set in stone. Um, but hopefully I'll have something a bit different for you next week as well. Um but until then, up the Wembley Barn Reds. Uh-huh, of the Cup Final Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.